0: Alright, welcome in to the AI Kansas City Sports Podcast week number 88 now. Isaiah Sanders live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania joined by myself, Austin Coates in Kansas City, Missouri. A little post Christmas 2023 recording. Isaiah, how was your Christmas?
1: Uh, Christmas itself was great. Uh, Enjoyed time with the wife and the in-laws um however it was pretty brutal having to watch the kansas (laughs) city chiefs gift gift wrapped us one of the worst losses that we've seen all season in fact my sister-in-law elena uh went as far as said is this team kansas shitty as she (laughs) as the chiefs rolled into halftime being down 17 to 7
0: i mean can't blame her for having that opinion i guess it it must have been interesting to uh watch a game like that amongst other people that are not Chiefs fans. Um but you're right about the only thing good about Christmas was the fact that it was Christmas. Uh the Chiefs let us down on all fronts and we're going to talk about it unfortunately. Um so let's go ahead and start there. The Chiefs get beat 20 to 14. Uh, But really, Isaiah, the final score should have read 14-6 to Kansas City over Las Vegas. Let's start (laughs) with the good that came from this, and that is that this defense continues to play on another level, and they are continually giving the special teams and the offense every chance possible to win these games. They hold the Raiders to six points total, two field goals. Aiden O'Connell doesn't complete a pass past the first quarter. Okay. The guy throws for 62 yards and wins an NFL football game. That is not the fault of the defense. I will tell you that right now. Um, Devontae Adams, one catch, four yards. Welcome to Snead Island Part Two. Um, you know, tell us what you saw from this defense and how they were really, with the exception of the one play when they needed it at the very end where they needed that third down stop and the Raiders running back took off for 40 or 50 yards, um, how this defense came to play.
1: Oh, the defense was, as you said, outstanding. In fact, there was one play in the red zone. It's second and 10, I think, um, and O'Connell has, um, I think, a two-by-two set and the Raiders were running like a mirrored uh, slant concept. Uh, mirror just means same concept on both sides. And Devontae in that instance had a one-on-one um, with Sneed, and this is just a three-step drop, um, basically drop and, drop and throw. So, but O'Connell does not even look to Devontae's side Um, and he just goes to the tight end Austin Hooper, and he hits Hooper. Um, But just the fact that uh, he looked away from Devontae Adams because LeJerry Esteen was covering him one-on-one in a pretty, you know, it's first half, but kind of critical situation there where you're needing some yards. Uh, I think that speaks to how well Legerious need is playing specifically. I mean the dude is an all-pro the broadcaster said it like he belongs in the Pro Bowl possibly all-pro I think there's no doubt in my mind. He's an all-pro Corner um, He's gonna get paid this offseason. I'm afraid we're gonna lose him because he's gonna command, in command My opinion 18 to 22 million dollars a year And I don't know how we're gonna work those cap gymnastics Um, He was outstanding. The entire secondary played well, shut down Devontae Adams, shut down Jacoby Myers. You know, two guys that have been explosive um, for this offense at points during the year. And like you said, only nine completed passes from Aiden O'Connell. And really, they did a pretty good job limiting the running game as well. Um, White ends up with 100 yards, um, over 100 yards on the day. As you mentioned, one of those came in the fourth quarter that um, sealed the game, which obviously a huge play. But uh, most of the dri- Raiders' drives ended in punts. Um, this was not a team putting up points. They had a couple of what well, they have, yeah, two field goals, um, and the only offense the Raiders had was their defense, um, which the Chiefs' offense just I forgot
0: to get out of bed on Christmas. Yeah. Terrible performance by the offense all the way around. But you know, this defense we've seen enough throughout the course of the year that it doesn't matter who they're playing. Uh, they are going to limit them in some form or fashion. And it's up to the offense. I feel like the success or failure of this team falls squarely on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes the rest of the way I'm done talking about the wide receivers you know, they had their 10 minutes of fame with the drops. They got to figure something out, okay? Otherwise, you alluded to it on Twitter. I've alluded to it on Twitter. The Chiefs will be sitting on the couch in the second week of the playoffs if they continue to play this way. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Um, and so let's start there. So, Isaiah, you know right from the beginning – You know, Within the first couple drives of the game, we're so used to seeing the Chiefs come out in a dominant fashion. And you know that if that does not happen, that it's going to be a struggle all game long. And it certainly was a struggle straight from the get-go. I don't think they had a positive play. I mean, if I remember right, they were sitting into the first quarter with negative total yardage.
1: Yeah, they had negative yards at the end of the first quarter.
0: Yeah, which is not good. Um, too many throws at or behind the line of scrimmage, not getting a push up front, running the ball. Uh, the Chiefs did not run the football effectively in this game. If Patrick Mahomes is your leading carrier, and I, I know that Pacheco went out with a concussion, but still, he was averaging 2.4 yards a carry, which is just not going to cut it. Um, And then let's talk about what really changed the momentum of the game okay so second quarter the chiefs score the touchdown on the fake philly special great play design if i may say so myself with mahomes lining up out wide pacheco takes the snap it looks like the philly special except he fakes the pass to mahomes and just takes it in easily great 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 time to run that play but isaiah deep in our own territory at like the 10 yard line. What are we thinking (laughs) running some kind of trick nonsense play backed up that far that ultimately leads to a fumble recovery for a touchdown by the Raiders?
1: That was, I I don't understand the direct snap. Um, Like you said, we're backed up. It's at the eight yard line. We just put together a successful touchdown drive after two, after three straight, punts, we finally get the offense going, and we come back, and the first thing we do is go to a direct snap, uh, which obviously a direct snap had just worked, so you'd think we could execute it on back-to-back plays, um, but there's some kind of miscommunication there. It's like Pacheco was trying to hand Mahomes the ball, and I, I think Mahomes just knew like there's no reason he should be getting the ball off, so I don't know what the heck happened there. Um But then we follow that up with a pick six as Mahomes tries to just throw a freaking out route and Jack Jones jumps it. Uh, It was just a bad throw by Patrick. This was not like, oh, the receiver was late or anything. It's just uh, more than anything, it was a great play by the corner, honestly. Um, And that puts us in a hole going into the second half. Um, And second half, we have two turnovers on downs. two failed fourth down attempts, Um, and one of those ends on an offense pass interference, just more penalties hurting the Chiefs. And the offense as a whole was just terrible. The Raiders were able to sit on everything. The reason why we saw so many passes at or behind the line of scrimmage is the Raiders uh, just have no respect for anything over the top. Rightfully so. We don't have anybody. We don't have anybody that can go deep. Um, this was like a Justin Watson redemption game. Um, He looked like our best receiver out there. He had four catches for 38 yards. Um, And it was was just disgusting. Again, reason why we could not run the ball. The Raiders are sitting on everything. No respect for anybody to go over the top because they know we don't have anybody that can go over the top. We target Rasheed Rice 12 times, and I think seven of those were just legit, legitimately smoke screens. It now throws. Throw the ball right now at or behind the line of scrimmage and try and make something happen. And for that reason, he finished with six catches for 57 yards, and we can't run the ball, so we have no play action going. Um, Mahomes is the leading rusher on the day, 53 yards. Tommy Townsend argue, arguably made our best offensive <laughs> play of the day on the Uh, fake punt like this was just an embarrassing performance um a couple weeks ago i talked about the offensive line as a highlight of this team but they put up their worst performance of the year um against this raiders defense and antonio pierce has done a fantastic job ever since josh mcdaniels has left town but this is not a team that should be sacking patrick mahomes four times um Especially when one of those guys, Malcolm Kuntz, um, he had three sacks, and you know he's got seven sacks on the year now. This is not like this is not Max Crosby. We're talking about putting up these numbers. Um, your average fan is not going to know who Malcolm Kuntz is, and he was wreaking havoc all day in our backfield. The Raiders finished with seven tackles for a loss. Um, just a pitiful, pitiful performance at home. It was a difficult game to watch. It never felt like we were in the game. Um, which, you know, it was sad because, out with really the defensive scores by the Raiders, were the only thing that won them this game because of how well our defense played. But the offense was just embarrassing to watch, truly embarrassing. Um, five for 16 on third down, three for five on third down, because we had to go on fourth down so many times. And we gave up four sacks. We averaged 3.4 yards per rush, but really it's more like two yards per carry because of how poorly we were running the ball. That was just Mahomes doing some scrambling. Um, yeah, I don't, I do not want to, I'd rather this team miss the playoffs because I don't want to see them play a playoff game.
0: Yeah, pretty bad to be saying that, but I mean, they are what they are at this point in the season. They they you know, Mahomes said post game, we can beat anybody if we get this stuff fixed. Okay, we've been hearing that since about week 2, okay? And nothing's been fixed. The receivers still don't know what's going on. You know, the decision making at the quarterback position has not been as good as it has been in the past. The play design has not been as good as it has been in the past. You know, the accountability is just not there, in my opinion. And we're going to find out a lot here in the next couple of weeks. You know, the Chiefs are probably going to make the playoffs. I mean, yes, there's a very tiny chance that they don't. uh, I mean, if they were to lose the next two games, we can have that conversation because they may not be making the playoffs if they lose out. Uh, depending on what some other teams do. But I don't foresee that happening. But before we start talking about this Bengals matchup, I've said it before, you know, when something is so bad on this team, Brett Veach dedicates his offseason to fixing it. We saw it with the defense. We saw it with the offensive line and this time it's the wide receiver's turn, and uh, it might be the offensive coordinator as well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think anything should be on the table because this is not the standard that the Kansas City Chiefs have set for themselves here in the last half decade. So it'll be interesting to see where things go from here, Uh, but let's, let's get it to the finish line first and see if we can get in and make some noise. So with that, we're talking Bengals, we're talking Chiefs. Sunday 325. You know, this matchup has a whole lot less juice to it now that Joe Burrow is out for the year. Uh Jake Browning has the Bengals in playoff contention still hanging on by a thread. Um and you know, they had that gir- that good win against the Vikings um you know, back a couple of weeks, but then just got whooped by the Steelers and Mason Rudolph last week. Uh, which I have to ask, Isaiah, the family there, are they Steelers fans?
1: Oh yeah. Big time Steelers fans. Uh they loved seeing Rudolph, the red nosed quarterback, come in and um dish it to Pickens a couple times. Pickens finally looked like preseason George Pickens oh, for the yeah. first time all year. Um Two touchdown catches over 50 yards, so that was that was an exciting game to watch. That was that was a positive being here in Pittsburgh, seeing s- some Steelers fans happy. Um, and you were right; they they destroyed the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Bengals were never in that game. Um, Steelers, I think it was like 24 nothing at halftime, something ridiculous. Yeah, 24 um, nothing, and. Bengals did not get anything going. There were multiple multiple turnovers by Jake Browning in this game, three interceptions. Um, This was a signature Mike Tomlin game, and reports coming out that the Steelers might be looking to trade Mike Tomlin. I don't know if that will actually happen. I'd be surprised if ownership wants to do that. Mike Tomlin might want to do that if he's feeling a little bit stale there in Pittsburgh, but... um, I was, I was surprised. My mother-in-law came up to me right before we were recording this. She said she saw something online about uh, the Steelers, maybe going after Russell Wilson.
0: Uh, I was like, Uh-oh, uh,
1: that's, that's dark times.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that comes on the heels of uh, the news that the Broncos are benching Russell Wilson, uh, presumably to either trade him or just outright cut him in the off season and draft a new quarterback. But you know, We look here at the playoff picture in the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Bengals currently sit at a 24% chance to make the playoffs. They're in the nine slot. Remember, only the top seven teams make it. Uh, Miami and Baltimore have already clinched spots in the playoffs. And I do believe with a victory this week over the Dolphins, the Ravens will clinch the number one overall seed. Um, The Bengals should they beat Kansas city this week, we'll have a 59% chance of making it in and the Steelers, you know, they're, they sit with the same record as the Bengals. They still have a chance as long as they continue to win. Um, but if the Bengals lose, then it's over. I mean, 8% chance to get in. So we know that Jake Browning has filled in nicely for Joe Burrow. Jamar chase has been injured. He did not practice yesterday. So it's a little unclear what his status is going to be moving forward for this game. Uh, but, you know, they still have T Higgins. They still have Tyler Boyd. There are weapons there on that Bengals offense that make them formidable. Uh, but I feel like a lot of the success or failure comes down to how Jake Browning plays. Would you agree?
1: No, a hundred percent. It's on Jake Browning and T Higgins to get things going. Um, This Bengals defense has not been what it was. We saw that um, this past week against the Steelers, giving up 34 points, giving up two big plays. Um, You know, this is a team that definitely misses um, some of their veterans that left that defense. Um, And... Uh, obviously misses Joe Burrow um, on offense. Now, Browning, he might have played himself into – he's at least now going to be a career backup, if not given a chance to start somewhere else next year with how well he's played um, as the Bengals interim starter. So I'm excited to see what happens this offseason. But this Bengals team, um, I would not count them out in Kansas City. Uh, The Chiefs are somehow still seven-point favorites in this game. I would not give the Chiefs a touchdown over anybody outside of, like, the Carolina Panthers with how they're playing right now. Um, So I think this will be a very good game. Um, Now, the Chiefs have the capability to shut down um, this offense. Now, we've seen the Bengals' offense give them troubles in the past, but that's also been when Joe Burrow is a quarterback. And with Jamar Chase, Jamar is not healthy. Uh, they should not be able to do much with just T Higgins. I would think they could double up on him and then try and force this to just be a Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd game. And I think that's a game. The chiefs could win. Then again, I thought we maybe could move the ball once or twice against the Raiders and we couldn't do that. So I don't know what to think of this offense anymore. Um, yeah, I I'll save my final thoughts for the end of this.
0: But yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to: George Karloftis coming off the edge around Turnstile Brown, uh, you know, and, and getting a sack on Browning. Uh, but you're right. I mean, Sneed's going to cover uh, T. Higgins in this game if Chase doesn't play. Uh, and even if chase does play i don't know how limited he will be i believe it he was out for a separated shoulder yeah. uh, so you I don't know you take a couple of hits and who knows how you're feeling after that with not a whole lot to play for especially if you're losing so we'll see how things go in that regard i mean as far as the offense is concerned you're right i i have no idea what to expect out of the offense it feels like they could go for 30 points or they could score 10 you know i just I don't know um, so I too will reserve my thoughts for our Chiefs pick but now it's time to get to the picks of the week a couple of great games though this week starting Saturday night with a battle for playoff seating between the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys this game is going to be played I believe In Dallas, yep, uh, where the Cowboys have not lost in a very long time. Um, You know, it's known Cowboys are playing better at home this year. And for that reason, and that reason alone, am I going to take them to win this game? I just think if the Cowboys have to go on the road in the playoffs against a good team, like if this were reversed and the Cowboys were on the road in Detroit, I don't think they're winning the game. And uh, that is something we may see on the second round of the playoffs. But this time around, I think Dak Prescott and company get the job done and take home the victory.
1: No, I'm with you with Dallas. Uh, This being a home game, uh, Dallas has played excellent at home. They can't figure it out on the road for whatever reason. Uh, With back-to-back losses to the Bills and Dolphins, uh, being embarrassed by the Bills. But they're back at home now. And Detroit's secondary is especially vulnerable. And CeeDee Lamb has played um, incredible football this year, probably the second-best receiver behind Tyreek Hill right now. And um, i like Dallas to exploit the Lions' secondary, um, be able to protect Dak Prescott, um, and probably slow down the Lions' running game a little bit uh, between David Montgomery and Demir Gibbs. With their defense at home, and so I like the Cowboys.
0: On to the final battle for the top seed in the AFC. The Miami Dolphins go to Baltimore to face the Ravens. I mentioned it earlier if the Ravens win, uh, they will clinch the number one overall seed. Uh, should the Dolphins win this week and win next week, they too will clinch the number one overall seed due to the tiebreaker. However, Baltimore, very good at home. Miami's defense, historically this year, has not traveled on the road. And from what we saw on Monday night at San Francisco, this Ravens offense is humming. It is plug and play at the running back position. Keaton Mitchell out for the year. J.K. Dobbins out for the year. Doesn't matter. We've got Justice Hill and Gus Edwards to fill in on top of that with lamar jackson say flowers looked really good that defense is playing at the top of its game probably the best in the league overall i'm taking the ravens at home
1: yeah i like the ravens at home as well uh this team destroyed the 49ers um on the road in san francisco they picked brock purdy off four times picked sam Darnold off once um just an incredible all-around performance by the ravens especially in the second half of that game um and i like them to be able to run the ball against this dolphins team i like to see some big plays from lamar jackson and for them to blitz the dolphins Uh, my mcdonald the ravens defensive coordinator has done an excellent job um we've seen that as the rams have won I, I forget how many games in a row now but they are uh, demolishing their competition they won at least five straight scoring 20 or more points in each of those games um and giving up the most points to the rams which they won in overtime but this is an excellent team lamar jackson uh, should be the mvp of the league and i think that he cements that um on sunday
0: I agree. MVP is his to lose at this point point. and rounding it out for us. Vikings and Packers both sit at seven and eight in the NFC North. This game will be in Minneapolis. Uh, the, the Vikings won the first matchup. Both absolutely have to win this game. If they want to keep their playoff hopes live, if, if, uh, you know, whoever loses, they're pretty much done. Um, I do believe the Vikings face Detroit next week, which if Detroit has their seating locked in, they may choose to rest starters. We'll see. But I'm going to go out on a limb here. Actually, I don't really think it's a limb when both teams are 7 and 8. I'll take the home team here. Overall, better playmakers. And uh, the Vikings did not almost just blow a large lead to the Carolina Panthers like the Packers did
1: all have to differ here i like the packers on the road um the vikings will be starting their fourth quarterback uh technically they've already started jaron hall but he left early with an injury uh, but they're coming away from mcmullens due to turnovers and uh, i think the packers team is just a little bit more talented they they are more youthful than the vikings but i like jordan love um aaron jones aj dillon to go and take care of things on offense the Vikings lost T.J. Hawkinson for the year, um, so they'll have to force feed Justin Jefferson, um, Jordan Madison, which not not an awful problem to have, um, but I just think the Packers team is a little more talented, even with uh, Joe Barry at the defense coordinator, who they desperately need to get rid of. Um, but the uh, Packers to go in and win in Minnesota.
0: And there you have it, that's the picks of the week. Now it's time for another survivor pick. Isaiah, I am two weeks away from ending this thing. Uh, And it is slim pickings now. I went the Carolina Panther route for the last couple weeks and it nearly bit me last week with the Packers. Uh, However, the Panthers play the Jags this week. I've already used the Jags. Plus I don't trust them either. Um, so this week I'm riding with another NFC South team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the saints. The bucks have played well recently. Baker Mayfield has really been in stride with Mike Evans at this point. And, uh, the bucks look like they're going to win the South. Uh, definitely if they win this game and they're going to host a playoff game, believe it or not. Um, so I will take Tampa Bay. With my second to last, hopefully, survivor pick. And then next week it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be anyone's guess as to who I'm gonna take out of the teams that are left for me to pick. Um, but we'll see what happens there. So with that, time to get to the chiefs pick and Isaiah, you mentioned it, the chiefs are seven point favorites at home against the Bengals, which the only reason that they are seven-point favorites is that they're at home and they have Mahomes and Andy Reid. A little bit of respect factor there by the books. But if they'd been watching this year, they'd know that seven points is a lot for this Chiefs team. And, uh, you know, Isaiah, I hate to do it. Do we really think that the Chiefs' offensive struggles get resolved in the five days they had before this game starts? I'm going to say no. And for the first time this year, I am picking against the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. And I think that they're going to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals 21-18. to 18. And Chiefs fans will be beside themselves on Twitter. So the Chiefs, doesn't matter that they cover their favorites, but the Bengals, I'm taking them to win outright in this game. I just, I don't think that the offensive problems are going to be solved this quickly.
1: Uh, for not the first time this year, I will be picking against the Kansas City Chiefs Ugh. because I have lost all faith in this team. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Outside of last week, uh, Jake Browning has been outstanding. um, And he still was able to get T. Higgins for a buck 40 and a touchdown. And um, this defense has given the Chiefs trouble in the past. Like I said, not the Bengals' defense of old. um, But they've given this offense trouble. And our offense gives ourselves trouble. That's right. So, uh, I would not count on the a bounce-back game against Cincinnati. And, um, yeah, I, like, everything about this game says I should pick the Chiefs, except how poorly the offensive playing. Like, even the guys we have on offense, like, okay, not awesome, but there's enough there that they should be putting something together, but they can't prove it, so... I refuse to trust him until I see something different. I'm going Bengals.
0: Hard to argue there. I mean, my goodness, they just have not been good at all this year offensively, aside from one or two games. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how or if they rebound. I feel like there's a lot of tension in that locker room right now on the offensive side. Uh, And how long is it before the defense starts getting really mad uh, that they're not seeing results? in the form of victory. So I'll tell you this, though. If the Chiefs win this game, the Bengals are certainly covering seven points. Uh, It's not going to be bigger than a seven. So you can take that to your nearest sports book and put it down right away. Cincinnati plus seven. Um, And with that, Isaiah, it is time to end this thing once and for all Christmas episode. It's time for the final play. Take us home.
1: So, for the final play, uh, I'd like to make an announcement to Browns Nation. Um, Cleveland Browns, you need to move on from Deshaun Watson. It's time to (laughs) cut bait. Cut him. In fact, you should re-sign Joe Flacco to be your starter next year. Your offense has looked way better under Joe Flacco, and that's Joe Flacco coming off of his couch. Uh, Not Joe Flacco preparing all offseason to get a starting job. This is rested, chilling at home Joe Flacco. You give him a chance to really learn the offense and run this team um, look better than you do already and this is a team that could be in, in contention in, a, in my opinion, pretty wide open um, AFC um, Browns would not be surprised if they win a playoff game and especially if they are able to win a playoff game or two they should move on from the disaster that's been to Sean Watson. And in my opinion, that would probably end his NFL career.